Welcome to Crowd Expectations. I'm Tom Iron Bloke Kennedy, joined by Dan Bonzo Lozier, Matt Soprano Carvalho, and Chris Songbird Palumbo. We are the Groovy Guys, and we are diving into the second episode of our Rock Supergroup Challenge. What is the Rock Supergroup, I hear you saying? It's a fool's errand, to be honest. Each month, we're picking our iconic albums from one decade, which we will use to build a supergroup. Once we've gone through the last 60 years of music, six decades, having built six supergroups, that's just silly. That's really we silly. Will have built, we will have the ultimate showdown to build the final rock supergroup. The rules are simple. You must have it on vinyl. You cannot have featured it on the pod before. It has to be an iconic album, and someone on the album has to be considered best in their class. Ha ha ha, you and your silly rules. Last episode, we were all about peace, love, rock and roll, digging through the 60s to form a supergroup featuring Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, Rick Danko, Ringo Starr, and Garth Hudson. This month, we're... uh, By the way, if you haven't already, send us the name of that band, what you want to call that supergroup. We're very angry at ourselves for creating it because we cannot hear the music they would make. Also, tell us how much you love that Ringo Starr is the drummer of the band. (laughs) I'm still disappointed in ourselves. We're not talking about this again. (laughs) This month we're jumping into the 70s, another era of great change around the world, changes in technology, changes in social values. Rock music was changing too. More branches spreading out from the tree. Bands spending less time on the road, more time in the studio, making more and more complex albums. This was really the golden era of the album, of the rock album, and of vinyl. Yeah, yeah. And the albums we have chosen, Led Zeppelin III, Fleetwood Mac Rumours, Black Sabbath Paranoid, and Queen, A Night at the Opera. Oof. Wild. Dan? What a bunch of wild. Insane albums. Wild. (laughs) Again, again. We've done it again. Dan, I want to start with you because this album kind of feels like a, almost like a hangover or it's got, it's got some roots. It's branched out, but it's got some roots in the 60s when we're talking about Led Zeppelin III. Well, this is, this is early 70s, right? And we're talking about a band that just completely exploded in the late 60s mm. and set the tone for hard rock into the 70s and... I'd say this is kind of the pivotal album in, in Zeppelin's discography where they kind of took hard rock and blues rock and then really kind of tried to push the envelope into what they ended up becoming after with, with Zeppelin Four and House of the Holy, Physical Graffiti, which became very mm. concepty, almost proggy, experimental. Very and broad. You can hear a lot mm. of that experimental in this album. This is This is... Hands down, my favorite Zeppelin album. I think we talked about this yeah. um, in our first. Was it our first episode that we first did this hot ever. take? Yeah, first yeah, ever first episode. Ever episode. Hot take. What's your fa- was What's your favorite Zeppelin album? Was that what it was? Mo- most what? favorite and least favorite, favorite and least yes. favorite. Mm-hmm. So my favorite yeah. was Zeppelin three, and it it holds a special place in my heart because this is this is the album that really kind of cemented my love for the band. Where you know, I think traditionally most people go. Zeppelin four or Zeppelin or one and then two yeah. and then they they glance over three and then they get to physical graffiti and then they go back mm. to three, Halls of the Holy, La Da. When I got to this album, it was this was it for me. And one of the big reasons is because of the song Since I've Been Loving You, which is 
easily in my in one of my top favorite songs of all time. I can listen to that song anytime, any moment. I think it's one of the most beautiful songs ever written. It has it has each each of the band members has an epic part in that song that is just so perfect. I actually have a really cool pressing for this. My uh, my brother in law Ethan, uh, he went on a trip to New York City um, back when he was in high school. And he knew that this is actually the one album I couldn't find to finish my Zeppelin discography. I had the entire discog, you know, very early when I started collecting records, but I could mm. never find a proper Zeppelin three album. And uh, he went out and he, you know, he went digging while he was out on this trip and he found like, it, I believe it's a Nicaraguan radio really? radio like promo press oh, that's, that's cool is of it, the album is it good quality it's it's like mint plus like it sound it sounds good it sounds perfect like it's like it had never been played it's like oh, maybe cool. like so, like a pressing plant in new york city made the record and it was mm. destined to go to nicaragua but it okay. never ended up making it there yeah and cool. okay. it just ended up being found in this record store and it it's actually just a sleeve with the record inside like with a with a proper lining but it doesn't have mm. doesn't have the gatefold like the album typically mm. has doesn't have that wheel where you can play mm. with the faces so it's a very bare bones kind of pressing oh. and so I, I think it's kind of cool for it to be like this weird totally different yeah. And also like it being like untouched for, you know, 40 years when it eventually came to my hands. So Love shout out to happens. Ethan for, you know, finishing off my Zeppelin discography. It's one, it's, I would say it's probably one of the most important discographies in my collection and one of the most important bands uh, in my, in my listening life. So nice. That's, awesome. that's nice. what, that's what I want to pick. Obviously there are four big players on this band that can <sighs> easily make this band uh, this super group, so that's that yeah. I had to pick. I had to pick Zeppelin. That's going to be a real challenge when we get to picking the band. I was <laughs> yeah. so happy that you you threw a Zeppelin one in. I mean, of course, sixties or seventies, we had to have a Zeppelin album for sure. But I actually recently saw the Jason Bonham Led Zeppelin Experience, which that's is awesome. John Bonham's son touring with a band and going through hits from the Zeppelin discography and the, I mean, amazing band, amazing band, and then telling stories about his dad in between songs. It's it, cool. It was an incredible experience. Cool. And they played, I, as he started talking about Since I've Been Loving You, and the, the story essentially is he was looking for a new guitarist for the, the Led Zeppelin experience. And there was this guy, someone said to him, check out this guy, Jimmy Sakurai, Japanese guy on YouTube. He's a Jimmy Page, um, what, are you, what would you call Wannabe? that? In, impersonator, yeah. Impersonator, yeah. A, Amazing guitarist from Japan. And Jason Bottom met up with him and said, met up with him in New York and said, can you play the, I think 1973 live version oh. of Since I've Been Loving You from the song Remains the Same. And this guy wailed it out and he went, okay, you're the new guitarist in the Jason Bonham Led Zeppelin experience. So and then cool. they played note for note. Oh, That's my wild. God, Tom. 
Dan, I was thinking of you as it was playing because I know that that's your favourite ever, like, live Zeppelin. I was almost in tears. It was you're, you're, so... You're actually, you're, like, making me cry right now, honestly. Like, Mate, it was incredible. This guy, Jimmy Sakurai, <laughs> a phenomenal... I, like, you weep when you hear this song. The guitar weeps. Oh, it's God. one of the most beautiful guitar performances. There's so much emotion in that song man it's it's such I mean, it's, it's such an important it's such an important song for me like it i i remember watching i didn't have like i i, I remember watching uh song remains the same that that mm. whole movie that they made but i had i was given a, a dvd of live recordings for christmas one year of, of zeppelin it was all sorts of stuff like bbc wow. sessions the that's madison cool. square, that's cool. madison square garden 1973 which is where that song is and it's mm. And in, in Song Remains the Same, they cut a lot of that song and like bridge it together. But in this DVD, it's the full performance of that song from start to finish. And I remember like, I remember the lore of, of Zeppelin with like Jimmy Page sold the soul to the devil. You could play Stairway mm. to Heaven backwards yeah, and yeah. hear the story about he sold the soul. And I was like actively trying to talk to Satan to try to sell my soul oh, to the devil so I could play guitar like Jimmy Page because of that fucking song. Like <laughs> That's that amazing. song. And that I would wild. I would listen to it the whole nine minutes back. That's, nine minutes back. Wow. And just like be obsessed with it. It's amazing. Like Crossroads. You ever see that movie? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's exactly like Crossroads. Yeah, so Robert Johnson, like that, all that, Robert all that Johnson, more. I was like, yeah. please, please, <laughs> Satan, I, take my soul, so I could play guitar like that. That's amazing. <laughs> now I, now I, I, I can't play guitar anywhere near that. But now I worry that like maybe the. The caveat is like now the guitar that I can play is like maybe I did actually sell my soul to the devil and when I'm gonna die I'm gonna show up be like, wait no uh, I sold my soul to play like Jimmy. It's like no 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 you <laughs> sold your soul to be able to play good guitar, <laughs> not great guitar. guitar. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I again, I always said I wasn't a big Led Zeppelin fan, but ever since you introduced me to this album, <clears throat> I, this is definitely. The top of the list now when it yes, comes on. Chris, I know all the songs yes. on here. Yeah, Led Zeppelin three. It's it's yeah. I just I I enjoy it. And I was gonna say this earlier. I did say it earlier in the chat, probably last year or whatever. But yeah, this this makes regular not on my turntable. I don't I don't own. Do I only have, own Zeppelin. Do you have four. any Zeppelin? Oh yeah, four. four. Yeah. Um, but I've been on the lookout for a half decent copy. Um, but yeah, in my Spotify playlist, it pops up. And what I used to do is next and now i just kind of let it wash over me so so i just wanted to throw that out there dan that yeah you won me over with this one so like the thing i love the most about this album are some of the acoustic songs like mm. the song yeah, friends fan. the song friends is a close second in terms of my favorite songs on this album i just i remember hearing that for the first time going i've mm -hmm. never heard anything like that i've never heard an acoustic guitar be able to sound like that yeah well, you know, yeah. and that's just the magic. Of, that's the magic of Zeppelin. And like, yeah, stomp know, right. The way we haven't even mentioned immigrant song, right? Well, no, I thought that was just yeah. one of what the most iconic songs. To start songs it. I know. Mm -hmm. What a I, way to start I, I it again. I tell you, I tell you what you appreciate most about Zeppelin, which is going to be a big part of our discussion later, I'm sure. John Bonham, oh. my 
goodness me, that bloke could <laughs> wail a yeah. drum set. Yes, you he could. feel it in your the deepest part of your chest. Makes my toes tingle. Yeah, I, don't know. I also you get tingles I, top to bottom, right? I like, made yeah, I made weird. the I made the joke last last episode about how like oh every single one of the Beatles is the best of uh, is going to make the supergroup like this legitimately is like we're talking one of the greatest singers of it's all time. It's really hard. One of the yeah. greatest guitarists of all time. Yep. One of the greatest instrumentalists of all time. And one of the greatest drummers of all time. Like these mm-hmm. guys are at the top of their. That's game. crazy. It is crazy that crazy. they this found is super- each other. Yeah, like interesting. Uh, yeah. R- real quickly, back on Jason Bonham, they did this. Um, uh, he talked about the recording of when the levee breaks and that really iconic drum sound oh, that yeah. Bonham got. The dinner, just inc- the incredible drum tone. Let's not just talk about his like skills, but like it, I yeah, love the sound. his fucking tone it's, on the drums. He's a jazz, a jazz drummer in a hard rock band, and. Oh, yeah. Somehow, Jason Bonham has recreated that jump, that drum sound perfectly. That was the first song in the set where I was like, "Holy shit, I'm listening to Led Zeppelin live." That's really cool. Nice. Like, that sounds so cool. So anyway, if you can see the Jason Bonham Led Zeppelin experience live, please do. It's worth it. Oh yeah, Chris, you should you should jump back into the rest of their discography too. Though uh, I will. I just uh, there's uh, just so uh, much, uh, right? It's o- overwhelming. But yeah, uh, it's a start, right? Yeah. Now, yeah, now, totally. now, I know, I know. Like the last last episode, it was like nine out of nine out of ten, five of five, five stars, five stars, five stars, ten out of ten. This isn't. I wouldn't say this isn't considered a ten out of ten album because I I don't think it's everyone's cup of tea. But it's a it's five stars, B plus, four and a half, four, four, nine out of ten, three and a half out of five, five stars, four stars, A. It's up there, but it's like it's more of it. It's more iconic than it is a perfect album. Mm. I would say. Yeah, fair enough. Critics yeah. can go sniff their own farts for all I care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, only our opinion matters, right? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> hey, Lozia, go down and read the the 2014 reissue. Yeah, I found numbers, that interesting, right? Because like numbers in 2014, get it's like 98 out of 100. Yeah. Three three and a half out of five. A minus nine out of ten. Nine and a half out of ten. Five and five. Yeah, so, and yeah. Pitchfork of all publications, who's like really stringy Hard on the pr- ratings. Yeah, nine and a half out of ten. That's crazy. I, yeah, they make they. Well, it's they do that for click from me. Yeah, it's a ten for me. There's not a shit song on the album. Yeah, yeah right. I agree. I just don't think and it was appreciated so at the time. Right. So different. Well, and, and, I, exactly, Chris. At the time, I think man, the impact so uh, because because it's so different from one and two. Yeah. Right. Like they were they, they were basically a blues. Blues hard rock, blues hard rock. Then they went. We're not just a blues hard rock band, actually. Let's get it. Let's get into it. Let's yeah. Let's get into it. Maybe maybe that hurt its rating at the time as well because they were like, hey, we want blues hard rock. Yeah, because they're going against the grain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How do you again, Dan? I talked about this. Comes in like, oh, I'm going to have the band which has the most supergroup members. Yeah. I only listen gonna, to guys. I only listen to super groups. Yeah. The Beatles. Who are you going to sacrifice this Led time? Led Zeppelin. <laughs> kind of blue. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then going into to Matt's choice here. Yeah, let's jump. Let's jump so into fun. this. Is such a seventies album when we're yes. talking about studio time. Oh yeah. Concept. Yes. Prog. I don't think I ever realized that Queen are a prog band. 
Oh, big time. Like, yeah. I, I never really put that... I think because when I was a kid, it was always Greatest Hits. Like, I, yeah. it was li- you'd listen to that Greatest Hits album, right? But then you listen to any of their albums. That so is different. Deep so prog. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, but the thing, too, is they really evolved with the times. So you can't... Like, are they a prog rock band? Yes, but they really kind of yeah. They split genres like with the yeah. times, so they were kept up like with current tastes. Yeah, it's like what's what's their genre? They're Queen. Yeah, yeah, Queen exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh like, yeah, let's talk about it. Look, read the genre on, on Wikipedia. It literally says progressive rock, pop, heavy metal, hard rock, pop again. Right, like they're queen. And, yeah, the queen. genre they're is queen. queen. Yeah, 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 queen. yeah. yeah it's wild. Yeah. So at the time, Night of the Opera, this was the most expensive album ever recorded. No way, really? They, really? Oh yeah, like they spent. Wow. I, I don't know the actual figure they spent, but they spent a pretty penny recording this album. And the label hated it. Didn't hated they? it, and especially That's because exactly right, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody was going to be the lead single. Which, if you think about that now, like, what, what other it? song on this album would you want to be the lead single? But it's just crazy. I yeah. mean, that, yeah, <laughs> it's, their, it's their best song. I, I don't, I, I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I think it's one of the. Best I think songs it's their best song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Well, I mean, Wayne's World really helped with that one. Phenomenal. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, yeah. it's just a like, yeah, just wild to think about it now. Like the label hating it and not and thinking that song was trash. Like, unbelievable. Um, and what's like obviously this is more of a rock opera i i know it's not the first one but it's got to be up there for kind of be, like giving birth to or making it more popular for rock operas to be recorded by bands you know i think i think this for sure made it pop pop music like made yeah rock mm. opera is like mainstream mainstream yeah, yeah. right to the forefront all right yeah, yeah and okay. again like and again, speaking about the album experience, like I love this album start to finish, but and I do enjoy listening to it, like as it's supposed to be presented, like not like skipping or going random. I, it really yeah. is enjoyable, like from start to finish for me. It, I, I, it's a way to listen to it. It feels it feels like a, it feels like a concept, like has like a, a, yeah. a narrative. Like it, you can't you can't yeah you can't piecemeal. You have to kind of like build build what they're trying to tell us through this album mm-hmm. i don't know I, don't, I couldn't tell you if they're like what the actual narrative is but it sounds like it's a night at the opera mm-hmm. it's yes. a night at the opera exactly it's yeah, yeah it's a great point yeah. it's an operatic experience right and freddie yeah. is the soprano mm-hmm. yes. actually he's every he's every he's every every yeah <laughs> like the guy is like i mean guys unbelievable we, we, we what is he the active not... range or something say again tom sorry I, th- I, I think he has an eight octave range. Something like that's, that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. We, wild. we picked him as the greatest singer of all time, right? I think it was Lady Believe Gaga so, yeah. and Freddie Mercury. Freddie, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's right. That yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. But yeah, it's you're spot on about the album experience. You cannot listen to that on shuffle. You cannot jump in and out of that. That yeah. is an album to be... Like they they concepted that and mm-hmm. they want you to sit down. Like this is a golden era of album, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Of, of the rock album. Yeah, and that's construction how it's of an experienced. album. Yeah, yeah it makes sense that it cost a lot of money. Like it would have taken a long time to make. Yeah, oh, big time. I've, yeah, I found I found the album to be like so layered. Like mm-hmm. there's so many layers to the songs. Like the amount of tracks. 
And the sound too. What I've had to put together, like it's just yeah, the sound, like the tones, everything, like like obviously with Queen, you give such a shout out to Freddie, but you you also have to give a real shout out to Brian May. Oh, I was just gonna say that next, like with the way he plays, yeah, his tone. um, It's very distinctive. Playing with octaves and stuff like that, so cool. Again, he's one of those guys when he plays, you know it's him just based on the sound. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and like a well, lot of like even modern day guitarists like say he is like an, like one of their main inspirations. Well, didn't didn't he not like the way his guitar and amps were sounding? So he like deconstructed them and built his own. He and actually took, he actually took built his guitar with his dad when he was young. Mm-hmm. That guitar so he cool. owned, he built that when he was young. Yeah, and like because yeah. he didn't like the way the pickups sounded, so he was yeah. changing the pickups. He was constantly doing those those little things to make it his his own sound, right? Which is which is really, really cool, which needed to happen in this band. You needed something to to work with Freddie Mercury, right? And I, oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think that, that comes lightly, that that kind of teamwork. We see we see Freddie Mercury branch out and do his own thing. And it wasn't not great. Like it was not good. <laughs> it was garbage, right? And he, right? He I, needed, think that, I think drug use had a big part to play in that well, being yes. so not great. Right, but yes. I think also that the the teamwork again here is really really important when it comes to Queen. That idea yeah. of they, them working together so well and being able to to put checks and balances in place. And I think Brian Brian May does that really well with his guitar playing. Yeah, he I doesn't like overpower he's, it. He's the but glue he, of the like, band for sure. Yes, mm-hmm. like yeah. Without his guitar playing, I think things would fall flat. Which. Yeah. I agree. I'm sure it's going to come up later on. Yeah. Well, how do you stuff. how do you support how do you support someone like Freddie? Right. Like Freddie is just like to have this incredible instrument in your voice. Yeah. How the hell like how could you not have something as dynamic? Not I wouldn't say like as great like as dynamic as Brian May's guitar playing. Yeah, that's a great right? point. That's fair. It's crazy that they're just a four piece. Yeah, they, like, they sound much larger. How- how yes, complex their songs are, mm-hmm. and they're just—it's for—it's guitar, bass, drums, vocals. That, yeah, it, that and that blows my mind. Multi-instrumental and the tracks, but like four—it's four blokes. Yeah, I I know people who saw it, like people when they see them live or when they saw them live, it was like next level. It was like uh, a, a whole experience. I know Colombo still talks about it. He talks about live. he talks about the Who and he talks about Queen. And he, when he talks about it, his like words don't words don't describe it. Is kind of what he says. You have no idea. Amazing. Well, I I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's like a dram, dram, dramatization for the movie uh, that was made for Queen. But uh, hmm. like when they recorded this album, it was really just the four of them duking it out in the studio. Something. And like <laughs> yeah. like Matt, like you said, like to have this like big sound, just four guys. Like this mm-hmm. is. This is one of the the biggest sounding albums of that era. Oh, big time! Oh yeah, it sounds it sounds big. Yeah, it sounds massive. Yeah. Again, we've really screwed ourselves here, pitting yeah. these guys against each other. But yeah, big time. It is what it is. It's yeah. called a challenge, not a Back. playground. Not let's all be friends. Let's all like. Yeah, I was gonna say we got to give our fl- uh, the flowers to Roger Taylor and John Deacon too. Like, again, masters at their craft as well. Yeah, for sure. They just get they just get forgotten because of the massive yeah. wake yes. of, of yeah. Brian and Freddie. Yeah. yeah. Did but, any of these guys have a, a su- successful solo career? I think Roger w- did quite well yeah. on his own. Did he not? 
Right. I, I don't know. I don't know if honestly, I'm about him. I honestly don't know. I would say no. I'll have to do more research into it. See, if we have to do, if we, none of us have really heard about it, I guess that doesn't really count. But then again, if you're listening and we're completely wrong, uh, please uh, email, yell at Tom, yell at Tom, please. (laughs) I couldn't find specific sales numbers, but Roger did have albums that charted in the UK. One as recent as 2021 to land at number three for his album, Outsider. They were at their best as Queen. I, I, I have <laughs> seen a Brian May. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen a Brian May solo album in a record store before. I didn't buy it. It was ninety nine um, cents? Of course. No, I think it was probably twenty bucks or something. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, but it's like I'm not buying the Robert Plant solo no. stuff. There's no there's no freaking way. No. No. Right? I'm not buying the the Ringo Starr album, what? even though he's what the best how? Beatle, but Good night Good Night Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> and Danko, don't forget Danko's I on have that. All I mean, of Paul McCartney stuff. I love. Yeah, Did you know what? I'm going out. I'm Lay turning into a Ringo Star fan. Music. Hey, hey, we're, we're in the wrong episode. Wrong, uh, wrong era, guys. <laughs> it's still right, making us laugh. I, I, I'm going to change uh, tack pretty dramatically and uh, talk about the the birth the birth of heavy metal, the forefathers of heavy metal, and. Uh, now that I'm talking about it, I feel like this pick is really a juxtaposition of everything else here. And it's going to be really hard we for me with to... four very distinct sounds. Yeah, yes. it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be really hard for me to convince even myself that one of these guys fits into this supergroup. But I'm of course talking about Sabbath's ridiculously incredible sophomore album. Paranoid, released so in 1970. Good. Phenomenal. One of the most iconic heavy metal albums of all time. It blows my mind that this they this was they started recording this just four months after their first album, and it was released seven months after their debut. Again, wild to, go, to think to about. Go, yeah, to go back to that conversation we had in the last episode, like these bands were putting out bangers. The, the year after year. was crazy. Look at look at how many album Queen put out in just the seventies alone. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. stupid. Which it's which just is, a different. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, the work ethic was just different. Era. I guess. Yeah. Again, yeah. recording was probably a lot cheaper than it is now. I think so for but sure. Sabbath, in contrast to a lot of the seventies stuff, and I know this this was the start of the seventies. This album was took three days to record. Are which you kidding is, me? Wow. Really? I didn't wow. know that. When, when wow. you consider how significant it is in the heavy metal landscape, that that's just mind blowing. It's it, 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 and for heavy metal in the seventies, in nineteen seventy, when you consider how popular it was, like, it was their only album to top the UK charts until 13, which they released 10 years ago. And Paranoid is their only song in the top 20, in the UK top 20. It, I, it I, was I can number see four. that. Wow. I mean, as much as, oh, I, as, much as I love yeah. Sabbath, like this is... Absolutely. But that just shows you... This is a popular album. In, in 1970, they're cutting through to charts with this album, which is heavy at the time, definitely heavy. It's very and time. It's, yeah. Sabbath is my favorite band. I, I, you know, I, I waver on, on a lot of things, but Sabbath is and always will be my favorite band, and their first six albums awesome. are, are incredible. And this, I don't even know if this is my favorite Sabbath album. It's definitely their most Whoa. popular. 
I think Master of Reality is probably my favourite Sabbath album. But this this birthed these guys birthed a, a whole genre, multiple genres yeah. of heavy music, and for that, I bow down to them for eternity. See, I I think I think you were you're right to pick this as well because for that reason, mm-hmm. and also for a reason that if you play a couple of these songs, I'm just like War Pigs or Iron Man. Most yeah. people who listen to music will be like, oh, yeah, know this them. is Sabbath. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, big time. Pure, even, pure even, I feel like even younger, because it's used in movies, it's used yeah. online, Iron it's Man used was in video games. Yeah, video games, it's used everywhere. And I think I think it, it that's what, it, that's why we use that, that term. What was the term we used to describe the album? It's uh, iconic, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why this, yes, it doesn't fit kind of the, the same genres that we have, but it fits that description. And I think it's important to put those to put those albums in there. It's right? iconic. And yeah, you think me. about Ozzy Osbourne, like yeah. worldy of a front man. Tony Iommi created heavy metal with yes. his guitar mm-hmm. sound. Yeah. Bill Ward was a beast jazz hard rock drummer. And Geezer Butler, like he, he doesn't get enough credit, not only as a bass player, but he wrote all of their lyrics. Like he's oh, their really? concept. Yeah, I didn't Geezer know that. I did not know concept. that. I didn't even know he was in the band. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I don't know, but I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't, honestly could, I could only name Ozzy and Tony. Yeah, I'm, I'm a too? hardcore fan. I know so you are, but different. that's, yeah, yeah. Matt, did you know, did you know about uh, Geezer and Bill Ward? No, not by name. No, no, no. I didn't, and I, I definitely didn't know Ozzy didn't write the lyrics. That's brand new to that. me. So There you go. Now, Tom, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they write Paranoid specifically just for a single? Like, didn't they go to the record label and they're like, we don't hear a single on this. You need a single. And then they wrote it in like five minutes and rec- and recorded yeah, it quickly. Yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's like I one of their them. biggest songs. Their, their, their yeah. biggest hit, it was, yeah, spot on. It was written for a single. And the original, the album was not, they didn't intend it to be called Paranoid. They okay. intended it to be called Walpurgis, which is like a satanic ritual, which, and the label nice. said, the label said, no, that's too... Too out there. And so they changed. So War Pigs was originally called this Walpurgis. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. If you're a Satanist and you know that I am, email us. Um, but yeah, so they changed it to War Pigs. And Geezer's concept was actually corruption and politicians and warmongers are Satan. These are the these are Satan. These are evil. So that they're War Pigs. Interesting. That's where that's where it came from. And so the album cover was designed, you know, the guy with the sword. It's kind of, if if it wasn't such an iconic album, you'd think it was such a daggy cover. The oh, kind yeah, of, the, the costume the, that the guy's the wearing. Guy so the guy with the sword. Shit, so yeah. that, that's, that, that was, the cover was for War Pigs, not for Paranoid. Interesting. Uh. But then they, yeah, they went with Paranoid as that single. I, I think like the, the cover. only single because they thought if they only released one single, they would sell more albums mm. because you had to, you had yeah. to get the album to listen to the rest of it. But, yeah, so many iconic of their, like, stood the test of time tunes are on this. One of the things that's funny, I, my nickname at the start, if, I don't know if anyone caught it, was Iron Bloke. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't because I'm talking about Sabbath and I'm Australian. That was actually originally what they called that song. Which <laughs> no, come on. So no way. So that's shit. awesome. <laughs> was that, that in the lyrics, serious. too? 
Well, Ozzy said the tune that uh, Iommi wrote, the riff, sounded like an iron bloke walking around. Oh. And, can you imagine? I am Iron Bloke. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if it would have hit the same. No, definitely no. not. That's amazing. Well, I mean, it just helps. It helps that like Marvel came had Iron Man as well. They've just made oh, this even more iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bet they're just they're just sitting back counting the dollars to, rolling to in time. from that. To to bring this conversation into back into what our podcast is, record collecting. I find that this is actually one of the hardest albums out there to find for a good price. Never seen it. Totally easy. So expensive if you're looking for an OG. Yeah, I was going to say, I totally agree. I picked up an older pressing. I don't know if it's an OG or not. I picked it up last summer. Um, I spent $30 on it. I thought for a used record that was expensive. Um, But I brought it home and I played it and I was like, oh, this just sounds so good on vinyl. Like it's got that warmth and that crisp top end. It is so nice. 30 bucks. Absolutely. Not bad for any collection. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one. Chris, do you have it? No, I don't. You need to add it. Okay. You got to get it. I was just going to say the kind of vinyl geekery, the sought after pressing for a lot of people is on the Vertigo label. So the original... Vertigo label is really trippy. It's one of those ones that's 3D and it kind of swirls. Oh, nice. You have that, don't you? I have, yeah. So yeah. I've got an, an original wow. pressing of this. Yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got a Warner Brothers pressing for this. Yeah, I mine's a Warner Brothers Sabbath. Yeah. I think all of my Sabbath are like first or second pressing. Nice. Um, that's pretty sweet. Um, of the of the Aussie era. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, there's the combination of the Vertigo swirl and Planet Caravan. Um, which is that kind of really that slow, trippy song about traveling through the stars with your your partner or lover or whatever? Um, it's that's a very trippy. If you want to, if you just want to have a bit of a, a bit Experience. of astral travel, have a look at your Vertigo Soil and listen to Pat Planet Caravan. It's so we eat, <laughs> a bunch of my, eat a bunch of mushrooms and just stare into the void. Doing that, yeah. A couple of drops yeah. in my mouth, yeah. So let's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. I really want a, a, a Sabbath member to be in the band, but we'll see what happens. Let's I, I, talk about a, a something, again, again, we're just four really different albums, but I'm really glad, Chris, that you went with Fleetwood Mac Rumors because uh, there's some uh, uh, there's some musicians in this band that have to be in the conversation. Is, 100%. is this the perfect album? Is this it's got to be up is there. Is this a 70s super group? Is, so th- this always floats ev- always floats back to my favorite like album of all time. Yeah. It, it, it's, oh, always in con- it's always in contention. And, sure. then, and then I listen to it. I listen to something else and I drift away from it for six months. And then I hear a song on the radio. And I'm like, no, nah, I need to listen to the whole album. And then it's right back up top. I find you cannot... Get sick of this album. Totally it's, agree. It is perfect. Every it's time absurd. you, every time you listen to this album, you hear something new, or you focus on someone else in the band, or you just, I don't know. My new, my new love for this album came because uh, me and my wife have been listening to or watching Daisy Jones and the Six, mm, uh, the TV yeah. show, which so is a great like show. That's loosely that inspired. It, yeah, like loosely inspired. By, there's like a bunch of things, but the dra- mm. they took some drama bits, <laughs> and but it just, I was just like, oh, okay. And then 
because the drama is intertwined with the album and the lore behind it. So it's going back to like what we talked about with the, in the sixties with the Beatles, there's just, there's this album is just more than an album. There's just like so much behind the scenes as well that you're thinking about with it, that it just, just, yeah, it just sells it. It sells itself and you can hear it in the lyrics and like the way they're oh, like singing yeah, to each all, other, and s- they're all dating each other and each other. breaking the up lyrics, and doing some tons of, the lyrics of are cocaine. Savage. Oh, oh yeah, they're biting. Yeah, it starts off secondhand news, which I always always blows me away. Oh, like, and then like this side two is again the chain. I, I'm oh the, uh, the chain is like oh gosh damn that is a song. Do you know right? I was oh. walking yesterday listening to this and I was listening to that song and I I haven't used our Twitter account in months which is bad sorry guys I just jumped on to Twitter I just had this urge I I just posted in all caps you can never break the chain exclamation 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 I was just like I just have to like yell this yeah (laughs) yell it to the void that's what what Twitter's there for but but this this album legitimately is in all and like if we're gonna bring up the ratings on every album it's 100 out of 100 five stars five stars aa five stars five stars 10 out of 10 five stars five stars five stars and the 10 out of 10 is a pitchfork rating which is incredibly wow it it is perfectly rated by all the all the top ratings like it is shit I agree. How many hits? It's like, it's all singles. It's 10 hits. Yes. <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Every it's... single song has its own Wikipedia page. And you and you hear it, really? like you hear a song and you're just like, I can't, I've lost track of how many different pop culture, ads, TV, like I've lost track of how many times I've heard that song in a different medium Mm -hmm. it's just it's wild yeah and they all have songwriting credits on it they all sing on the album this is what i love this when we're picking bands for supergroup where you've got multiple singing options yes right yeah it's kind of cool guitar instrumentalists yes right it's uh this is again this is throwing tough choices into the mix we we all know stevie nicks but right but you gotta talk about Lindsay buckingham here oh dude's incredible it's yeah, incredible. Huge. And people huge. who like Lindsey Buckingham fucking love oh, Lindsey Buckingham. Yes, they they're do. like they're like fucking super fans. So I didn't know this and uh, I was this is years ago on Facebook. I made a comment about, you know, rumors best album of all time, hands down or whatever. And my buddy's um, stepsister just wrote, well, that's because Lindsey Buckingham and then literally listed like 20 albums I should go listen to. She's like, or whatever it is, wow. songs, album, right? And just she's just obsessed. And she got me into him a little bit. I don't know if I'm a super fan like her, but yeah. so I want to shout out, shout out Allison to uh, out there in the world that you got me over that Fleetwood Mac is more, more than just singing. Right there's there's more to Fleetwood Mac oh, yeah. than that, and Lindsey Buckingham is a big part of that. So so thank you thank you out there, Allison, for branching branching me out and making me appreciate this album even more than just loving Stevie Nicks. Uh, and but talking about the singing, like some of the best harmonies, some of the best vocal harmonies you will ever hear for sure. Big time. Like I don't I think we could like we honestly could do a whole episode just on this album. Oh yeah, easily. 
which is again why I struggled picking this because I was like, this is, do we want it? We're going to talk, maybe talk about this in the future. And again, I think, I think we, this we, is we, the right time to pick it though, because if it is rock solid, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Iconic album. Yep. Musicians who are best in their class. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah it had, had to, to be brought it. up. Okay. Yeah. Up until yesterday, this wasn't, this wasn't on the list. Right? I think the people need no, to know you that running, you were running with the Who. We were running with the Who, which I talked about in the '60s because I was also going to run with the Who in the '60s, and I bumped it <laughs> You're just to the '70s. Desperate to, <laughs> trying, desperate to try somewhere. to get Keith Moon in there, and uh, but no, this in in my guts, I the, knew I knew this was the right choice. Okay, so I got a fun fact about Lindsey Buckingham. Actually, and one about Stevie Nicks too, and just kind of to bring it all back to like the comment that was made, like. There's so much more than just singing. So for Lindsey Buckingham, did you know that he is featured on the Killers single "Caution," which came out, I believe it was 2019 or 2020? No, did not if know you, that. No, no okay. clue. If you listen to it, it sounds like a Fleetwood Mac song. And if you listen, he plays a really killer solo at the end of the song, and you can tell yeah. it's him. Like you can oh, tell cool. just by the tone and the way he's playing. So Sweet again, very distinguishable right by the way he plays and the way he uh, yeah. sounds. And oh, yeah. interesting fact that he can fit in with other bands other than Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, good oh. little good little sprinkling there for right. Matt's thinking with the well, super Killers, group. Killers has, 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 has that like glam rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But go so knowing that now, go back and listen to that song, and you'll be like, yeah, okay, I gotta listen to that. you yeah. you yeah. will never hear it the same way again. Yeah, put um, it in right here. Drop it in. Yeah, right here. Another fun oh, yeah, fact. Yeah, I hear is, it. I'm pretty sure he doesn't use a pick when he's playing. It's all fingers. Really? What? Really? Correct wow. me if I'm wrong, but I'm I'm I fairly confident he does not use a pick when Only he's playing. Only the best guitarists don't use picks. Yeah. So now, oh. if you are a Lindsey Buckingham freak and yeah. that is wrong, send us an email. Please do. Hate, hate mail. Yeah. Send yeah. Us yeah. Hate mail to well. Matt, please, Allison. Hate mail to Matt. Thank you. You are correct. Lindsey doesn't use a pick. Second or love thing, mail. Yeah. I wanted to bring bring around just because of how iconic Fleetwood Mac is. Let's talk just quickly. Um, the new Gorillaz album features a song with Stevie Nicks. It literally sounds like modern yes. Fleetwood Mac. And it's it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Me too. It's incredible. It's so, so good. So she, yeah. so she fits talk, in talk. nicely working with other people yes, too. Yes, 100%. Stevie oh, Nicks, Stevie Nicks is 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 an ethereal being. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. not she's not from this earth. She's a witch. Yeah, she she's <laughs> just all, she's a, a shapeshifter. You know, talk about unreal. someone who I love her. Great I love her, Chris. And if, talk about someone Stevie. who had a great solo career. Oh, big time! And if you guys haven't listened to Buckingham and Nicks, their project together, highly mm, recommend it's it. It's good. It's good. Yeah. 
All right. So bringing it back to the podcast uh, theme. So do we all own this this album? Yes. I, do. I actually, I don't. <gasps> wow. <laughs> really? Wow. So far, only Let so, It Bleed in this, in this series is, is wait, the one that we all own. So oh, we Sergeant did. Peppers. Nope. I don't own Sergeant Peppers. Oh. Um, so we don't. Oh, and Queen. Does everyone own Night at the Opera? I you own Night ask? at the Opera. Yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. So okay. Night at the Opera. Yeah. Right. Um, so sadly, I. I went to my shelf today to grab it because this this has lived on my turntable since university. I pull it out. It's empty. Bun bun. It's empty. No. There's nothing in it. Oh, Chris. so I have the I have the, I have the sleeve. Chris. Nothing in it. Where is it? Good so God. in the bun in bun the definitely ate no it. because it was at my house in um. Burlington. It, it, so oh, somewhere in the move, it maybe it slipped out, and then maybe someone just picked it up. Yeah, and someone just threw sleep. it in. So I went and found all my Fleetwood Mac albums and was like pulling them out to see if it was in there. Uh, and it's I, it's nowhere to be found. I'm hoping it's in the uh-oh. chest at Bevan John's because I transferred a bunch over. But yeah, so technically Fine, right now yeah. I'm breaking the rules because I don't because you don't own, own the album. album. I was like Chris. Chris <laughs> knows how to take care of his vinyl Palumbo. Yep. Man, I don't know. This is—it's wild. It's not. No idea where it went because that Chris I would, in Palumbo. I would say that album has lived on my turntable. The, that and the Simon and Garfunkel live uh, have lived on my turntable the longest out of any other record I've ever owned. Now, Chris, you get it. You get a. You get a pass because you have yeah. owned it. I have it. Yeah, I'm gonna. You own the sleeve, okay? Yeah. Every record store I've ever gone into where they have like the best sellers at the front, it's always there. It's literally front it's and center every there. time, yeah. and yeah. every time there's only one, like always one left, and you it like and it always goes. Yeah, I literally watch kids buy it all the time. Yeah. It's it's Nuts. so perfect. It's so in the pocket. Like it's a it's an album for like any day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't yeah, need to be in a certain mood. It's an album for every day. Yeah. So there we go. 100%, dude. All right. Before we build a supergroup, Dan, I don't think we did the ratings for Sabbath. Oh, okay. Uh, let me go back. We've got just chuck, five chuck stars, in. five stars, a C minus, four stars, five stars, four stars, nine and a half, five stars, five stars, four stars. Who's the C minus? C minus, name and shame. Chris. Chris goes record guide. And hey, did we did we do what? Night at the Opera? I don't think we did. No. So Night no, at the Opera was five stars, three stars out of four, B minus four stars, four and a half out of five, eight point nine out of ten. That was Pitchfork. Nine out of ten, five stars, three and a half stars, five stars. Eight point nine. God, I hate Pitchfork. Yeah, 8.9 <laughs> so I know Douchebag Round it up You know what Like it's an 8 But it's not really a 9 But it's not an 8.5 <laughs> But it's not an 8.5 8. <laughs> It's not an 8.8 8. Oh my god Fucking Yeah douche. Oh I hate that I don't it was know probably like, they, they probably rated it as like It's an 8.881 <laughs> So we'll round it up to 8.9 did the 8.8888888 just line over top? 8.8888. Fuck you. Yeah, they got Pitchfork. they got to have one of the hardest ratings out there. Oh yeah. Pitchfork, if you want to sponsor us, you can. If not, you know. That's the thing to get that <laughs> oh, for them to for them to do a 10 out of 10 on rumors is That's like huge. It's, it's big. It's huge. It's big, but it's in it's um it's you can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. No. I hey, let, not. Hey, let, let's build a super group. 
Let's go. Let's do it. Okay, so lead singer Robert Plant, the guitarist Jimmy Page, bassist John Baldron, drummer John Baldron. Okay, we're done. Here we go again. And picks a super group for the super group episode. Ringo can't be in this band. Damn it. (laughs) Okay, so we had obviously Freddie Mercury's in the mix. Ozzy Osbourne, if we're just if we're just laying out all of the songs, Freddie, Ozzy, Robert Plant. Oh my God, I don't know if I can live with myself if Robert Plant doesn't make it. And then, how many singers would you put for Fleetwood Mac? At least like, three. Had, but we had, we had, yeah. I mean, there. Stevie. Okay, at least three. Lindsay, right? yeah. Christine Lindsay Buckingham. And Lindsay, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Christine McVie. Okay. Yeah. I mean, cards on the table. I like I love Robert Plant so much, but I th- I think it has to be Freddie. He uh, was my, our greatest singer of all time. Yeah, I'm right there I, with you. I, I think I think I think this for singer. I mean, '60s was hard for singer, but I think I think as as hard as this decade is for singer, it's Freddie. So, this is what I'm struggling with here. Then, if because he's so powerful. Then we're building the band around how he can kind of sing, but he he can sing anything, right? Mm-hmm. He can sing he anything, can literally sing anything. Anything. That's the and okay. we and there's multiple members of these bands that can sing. Yeah, and we've got a wild card slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just trying to. Okay, the wild card I'm, slot's gonna be I'm, hard. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm selfishly it's very hard. Yeah, selfishly, I want Stevie Nicks in here, right? So I'm trying to figure out who, who's gonna sound the best with Stevie Nicks. Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Uh, Freddie honestly, Mercury over I Robert think, Plant. I yeah. think Freddie. Yeah. Oh, hands down. I think Freddie okay. and Stevie have I that would love witch, to hear have that. that witchy vibe. Oh, you know, Ma- imagine one imagine stage. singing like "Light of My Life" together as a as a. Okay, stop way. it! Stop it! Dude, oh. That's what? That's the cover. Yeah, I think I, it is. I'm, that's I, the I'm cover. gonna cry thinking about us not being able to listen to that. My Damn God. you, supergroup! Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, so we Freddy? Yeah. Three Freddies? I think, I think we put Freddy Four in that Freddy's. slot, and then I think we know what we're going to do when we go to wildcard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. May, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. we'll see. We showed our cards. All right. Sort of. So yeah, but we need to talk about guitar. it. Right. Brian May, Tony Iommi, but Tony could also be Rhythm, Jimmy Page. And Lindsay Buckingham. You and Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah. Uh, yeah I know, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just being sad about Tony Iommi. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of want, I kind of want a heavy, okay, I'm picturing, Oh. I'm picturing a little heavier. It would be a cool sound to, to throw yeah. in some, some metal riffs in there. With, I think, I think you throw, throw Tony in as the rhythm guitar. Yeah, guitar, I would have to say to, so. uh, With, with some, yeah. with some chunky, yes. with some chunky riffs. And okay. then, and then oh, again, very singing. witchy. Like Tony's very yeah. witchy too. Oh, I'm loving the vibe we're creating. So we're, yeah, yeah, this is a this is a witch band. Okay, so we got this the is, rhythm. Who's yeah, lead? So yeah, we, are, Tony, is everyone agree with that? Uh, Tony's making I, rhythm. I have no idea how relieved I am. Because I thought I honestly thought we weren't going to have a Sabbath member. Because I think if we go the other way, like if we if we go with Lindsey Buckingham, say, uh, or. It's too uh, folky. It's not it's fitting. Too, yeah, right. We need we need something distinct, something to make it where we, we're taking the best parts of this. 
And it's then a, this is going to have like goth vibes almost. This yeah. Little bit, yeah. 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 So then, so then does that <laughs> leave Jimmy Page to, to kind of throw in? Or do we yeah. go Brian May to metal metal Jimmy and Brian. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get too Led Zeppelin-y with the band because, like, I don't. Maybe we'd leave lead guitar last. Let's wait. Okay, yeah, let's wait. Okay. Okay. Let's when see it what could, we do because for if I if we can just go to drums first, I think the pool of drummers for this pick is pretty weak. And yes. if if we don't pick John Bonham, that would be a disgrace. Oh, you'd be a disgrace oh, this decade. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah, it has to be John Bond. It has to be. I, over Mick Fleetwood, yes. Yes. I love Mick Fleetwood, but it, it I don't think it fits the... I just don't... If you say, uh, name it, a drummer, who's... Yeah, uh, like, and you polled 10 people, name a famous drummer from the 70s. John Bonham. No one's saying Mick John Fleetwood. Name, right? saying name, John the, name the no best... disrespect. Name the best name drummer the best of all drummer time. the best drummer of the 70s, John Bonham's in the conversation. Well, I was gonna say, name the best drummer of all time. A lot of people after are after, up. after Ringo, John Bond. <laughs> Whoa! No way! No way! What is this garbage? Damn you, Lozier! Whoa! All right, okay. So I think that's. I think that's a. Oh man! But then what do we do statement. for base? Yeah, this is like because <laughs> I think Neil Pert would be real upset about like, that statement. You go to base. Hey, we didn't feature him. I know. Sorry, he's at a time. It, I think it's got to be John oh. Paul Jones. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I would just, have because he's multi for because of his multi instrumentalist. Exactly, and he yeah. can bring synth vibes to this goth band. Yep, and he's also Moody. very witchy. Oh, I, I love yeah. how this is just a witch band yeah, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of fun. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, this is my, this is my favorite band. So I like this band more than the '60s band. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, me too. All right, we're going John Paul Jones. Yeah, is everyone happy? Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have an uh, opinion on the bass in this one. In the last okay. episode, I was really focused on the bass, and this one, I think the bass is just, just, just keeping up. Where I think the drums are more important. The drums need just to just keep it up. Chris, 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 I mean, I nah, mean I'm not, I, I, know, I, think, I know, I know you're not a big Zeppelin fan, but like, dude, John Paul Jones is like, con- oh, is like considered top sorry, three bases of, of all time. Yeah, guys. No, no, you're beast. just, you're missing the point. I don't, it, we could have picked whoever. It's not, it okay. wasn't something I was focused on it. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Mm. I wasn't, I didn't, we didn't have a strong enough opinion either way. So I'll just vote with the group. Got it. Fair. Is he also our first uh, super group member that is actually in a super group? Uh, Velvet. No, what, what is he in? He was in Them Crooked, Crooked Vultures. Vultures. Yeah. Oh, was he? Yep. Oh, well, I no, didn't know that. no, because Ringo's in the Beatles, <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> Garth, Garth and Danko are in the band. Yeah. <laughs> and in Ringo Stars. Super groups, but they were not a super group. Okay, sorry. Group. sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Wait, so I'd I didn't need know to, that. I'd need to check that, but I think maybe he's the first that's <laughs> I think actually might be right, in the yeah. super group. Yeah, that's cool. That's good. That's a good little tidbit of good little bit of trivia. If yeah. I'm wrong, send Dan some hate mail. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so John's in the wings. Wings. No, I'm just going to stop this. Oh. <laughs> are, right. are we are we going to do wildcard now or lead guitar? Well, what if what if we put a dip? No. I'm getting too clever. I was going to say, what if John Paul Jones is our wild card? But Stevie Nicks needs to be our wild card. Yeah, Stevie Nicks so. is our wild yeah, card. Yeah, I think we've yeah. decided okay. Stevie Nicks. Because yeah. I, I love, I love that dynamic of Freddie and Stevie together. Yeah, 
Ooh. Yes, yeah, so, so good. So are we so saying Brian May? Brian May as our or Jimmy Page or yeah, listen, listen Lindsay Buckingham. So, oh, Lindsay Buckingham. It's not Lindsay. Buckingham. Mm, I don't think it's it'll fit. Wrong. I think we need some. We see the thing with Brian May is he's he's got an interesting sound. Could he? Yeah, because he he's got a bit up? of heavy sound too. Could, could I think he could, could, tell me, could tell really me. support that that yeah. group. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah you, I'm thinking Dan, about like the, the break, killing your idols in this. The breakdown in Bohemian Rhapsody. Them, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is hard. Objectively, I so would go we, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Like, are we saying we're in the space of two episodes? We're going to knock <laughs> off Paul McCartney and Jimmy Page? But I think. <laughs> but again. We? But again, yeah, people does, are going to cancel then, listening to us. Then we're just, then we're just <laughs> making Led. You're just putting Led Zeppelin with. I know. Yeah, that's, yeah, the, that's, that's I hate. I hate that. Yeah, that's, as much as I love Zeppelin, I freaking hate that. Because and then I don't think but, it'll yeah, sound. We're good. trying to create a, a the band that we're trying to create, or that we have some we've just created through the sound of these artists. It's like yeah, a witchy, gothy kind of. And I think Brian May would be more open to that. I think Brian Brian May's that guy. Yeah, Yeah, and again, over time, his he really evolved his sound. Yeah, right. I mean, you look harp. You can play some harp ukulele in there. That'd be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can okay, can we okay? Let's let's before we decide on this pick, do we want to change the lead instrument to maybe something different? Oh, like like an organ or piano. But I guess the word really plays piano. Freddie plays piano. Yeah. So oh, that's you don't true. Need to. Yeah. Then the, and the John other. And Paul Jones plays everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally every instrument humans have conceived. It's a it's a rock band. It's got to be a lead guitar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to be. It has to be. So Brian, Brian in my opinion, Virginia. it's Brian. It's in my opinion, it's Brian May. Oh. I will vote Brian like, May. Anyone? I with just. Me? I don't know. I don't know if I love Brian <laughs> May as the lead guitarist. This is hard, oh, honestly. Oh, I think I, I, I think I'm gonna go Jimmy Page. I'm going Jimmy Page. Okay, Matt, it's up to you. I'm picking Brian May, and then it, we flip a coin or rock paper scissors. Yeah. Honestly, I, uh, objectively, I have to go Jimmy Page. Unfortunately, sorry, Chris, is. I can't. I, I love Brian May, but I, if we're going like best on best, I think it's yeah. Jimmy. I know. All right, there it it's, is. It's almost impossible not to pick him. Yeah. So. This is yeah, Led Zeppelin. Like he, he's arguably more like top Zeb- five. This is Zeppelin, Zeppelin featuring Freddie Mercury <laughs> <laughs> and Stevie Nicks. No, I don't. It's uh, the, the band I lost gonna, the sound. The band name is going to be like what do you call the what do you call the band that is Freddie, Stevie, and Iomi, and it's them and the Zeppelins. Them and the Zeppelins. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Something in the Zeppelins. Okay, uh, yeah, that just throws it out my window of what I wanted them to cover. So, so what are they are like covering? The Immigrant song. Oh, that? <laughs> that'd be cool. I'm down for I that. Picture no, it's got It's got to be. No, a it can't be. I, since I've been loving you, oh, Freddie, oh. Freddie, and and Stevie Nicks duet. I'm gonna see. I had, oh no, I, had, I, had, I I had written immigrant song, but I don't think it works for this band. No, no it doesn't. Work for this band. I I want them covering. I want them covering what a Black Sabbath song. I kind of want them covering War Pigs. Pigs. That's what I was thinking. Yo. Ooh. Or Iron Man. Another song that's been covered before. That's true. I would love to hear them cover War Pigs. I like it. It's a set eight-minute song. That would be really fun 
I imagine they could do something really cool with the vocals Brian back and May, forth. Brian May, Tony Iommi, dueling solos. Oh, that'd be fun. We didn't yeah, pick I Brian May. Jimmy, Jimmy Page. Page. Um, Jimmy Page and Tony Iommi, dueling See, solos. See, I knew you wanted it's Brian May. Apart. It's falling apart. <laughs> it's falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even agree. How about... No, I, how I, about... So, Freddie Mercury... Hang on, let's just make sure we're... Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yes. Jimmy Page. Tony Iommi. John Paul Jones, John Bonham, Stevie Nicks Wildcard. Okay, I, be, oh, before we and before then, we before we settle on this, Tony Iommi is a lead guitarist, and we pick a rhythm. How about we get rid of Jimmy Page and we just make that the five piece band? Oh, just no, a single, oh, just just one, just for one, <laughs> just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. Just so it's not as Led Zeppelin plus just so Led it's not Zeppelin so friends. Zeppelin yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, what I'm thinking about is uh, the way Iomi and Bonham are an engine in this band. So the cover needs to be something that's really thumping, driving. That's like, what I'm it's thinking. Gonna, like, it's got to have Warpigs, a hard base. If it's Warpigs, like, and you have, like, as, as much as Ozzy, it, it may, sings that so beautifully like to have Freddie and Stevie sing that together I'm sure can, they can make it Matt, their own Matt that star generals gathered in yes. the but with Stevie no I, I'm thinking maybe Stevie starting oh, with that Stevie yeah. and, and they alternate verses they alternate really even verses. lines alternate lines. lines well cause like Ooh, generals gathered in their masses and then the answer just like which just is that like black which mass? Is oh. that black mass is. oh, this fits just this fits it. Yeah, and it's bottom on that. Oh, dude, there. Oh. I think we just sold that's it. it. Okay. We just sold yep. it. We okay. just sold a million, million in copies right there. <laughs> <laughs> and and actually, Jimmy. So there's a there's when Randy Rhodes was playing with Ozzy, the solos were live, were crazy for the Sabbath covers. So you can picture like some. In face melting, soul bluesy Jimmy Page solos. Like I think we need to keep add, Jimmy Page in there. Yeah, you yeah. can add another layer. This yeah. this has gone from an eight minute song to like it's twelve minimum. <laughs> it's the whole set. It's, it's the, the whole set. set. Yeah, man. <laughs> like and these, then just okay, some so like some witchy dancing to give some... to give like we gave a story about the the previous band. The story of this band is they only got together for one one set. They didn't record One anything. They just show up to this festival and the six of them just play War Pigs and that's it. And they just play a 45-minute version of War Pigs. Damn. And then just walk and, away. And then that's it. And then they never recorded. Some guy had a little microphone tape box that's it. That's the yeah. only, there's there's only, there's there's only tape. There's a bootleg there's a that cassette. exists. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Going it. It sounds it. so bad. And it's great. Like You had to be there. You had to be crying. There. Heart attacks happened. Yeah, there's riots. The Hell's Angels were security for that concert too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm sold. I I'm a hundred percent in on this band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we're throwing it to you, the listeners. Send us an email, createxpectationspod at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram. We want to know what are you calling this band? And it cannot be Zeppelin plus three. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's 70s supergroup. That is the rock supergroup from the 1970s. 
stay with us for the rest of the year because we still got to tackle the 80s, the 90s, the noughties, and the 2010s, and then we got to bring all of this together and form the ultimate rock wow. super group. Pray for us, How we will we not survive this. The 80s <laughs> this is going to be a hot mess. This is oh. going to be a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time, like and subscribe. Keep digging and spinning. We're going to get yelled at so bad for not putting Pink Floyd on this list. The Groovy Guys are Tom Kennedy, Dan Lozier, Chris Palumbo, and Matt Carvalho. With your host, Tom Kennedy. Music by Dan Lozier. Post-production by Matt. And album art by Chris. Chris.